On November 16th, 2021, I released a presentation in which I laid out the science of why the SARS-CoV-2 vaccines do not activate production of memory T-cells. In the time since I've released that video, I have been repeatedly asked two questions in follow-up to that presentation. Today, we're going to talk about those questions. The Dr. Reality Vodcast with Dave Champion. If you haven't yet seen my presentation in which I lay out the science as to why the SARS-CoV-2 vaccines do not activate production of memory T-cells, I'm going to put that link down in the notes. I do that a lot. Let me explain why. Understanding the science of what creates memory T-cells or virology generally or immunology, physiology, and so forth isn't something that can be covered in a single video. So this video is going to address the two questions I've been asked repeatedly since I released that presentation. But really, you should check in with the Dr. Reality YouTube page or the podcast every couple days and see what is there that's new because all of that, it builds on there's foundation and then we build more foundation and then we build to the points we want to get to and then we continue on from there. So if you're just catching a single video, it may be difficult for you to understand the foundations that led us from there to here. All right, I want to show the first of the two questions. If I get vaccinated so I have no durable protection because there are no memory T cells, if I then become infected with the wild virus, will I have memory T cells? And the second question, if I was infected with SARS-CoV-2 but later got vaccinated, do I still have functional memory T cells now? It should be obvious how crucial these questions are because if you don't have memory T cells or functional memory T cells, you have no durable protection against SARS-CoV-2 and thus you have no durable protection against possibly getting COVID-19. As crucial as the answers to those questions are, at this time, we don't have the answers, though I'm going to share my thoughts with you. It's not that these answers would be hard to ascertain. It's that the establishment has a complete blackout on any legitimate, credible research concerning SARS-CoV-2 mRNA vaccines and memory T cells. Now, to be clear, certain sources have funded <clears throat> studies for the purpose of creating false headlines that the vaccines do activate production of memory T cells. And in another video, I lay out the science of why those studies are, uh, I'll just go ahead and say it, they're bogus. They use old, inappropriate technology so they can come up with false headlines. So I'm not going to waste your time going through that again today. Again, I will put the link to that down in the notes. That said, the bogus studies do provide cover for the establishment medical research community not to perform the research. And that's because the false establishment contrived narrative that the vaccines do activate production of memory T cells allows researchers to say, well, they said right over there that they do, so we don't need to do any research into this. And of course, I don't believe that's an accident or coincidence. In fact, I believe that top researchers at Pfizer, people like Fauci over at National Institutes of Health and Walensky at CDC, already know the answers to these questions. They've already privately gathered the data without the public being aware of that. And if you're not aware of it, you then cannot turn around to NIH or CDC and say, since you did these studies, I want to see the results. 
It's fast and easy to come up with an answer to question number two. Again, question number two is, if I became infected with SARS-CoV-2 after I was vaccinated, do I have memory T-cells? So let me explain how incredibly simple it is to get the answer to this, and that's why I believe Pfizer and people like Fauci and Walensky already do have the answers, because it is so incredibly simple. Okay, so this is how easy this is. We take people who fit that profile, you take tissue samples from them, and then you run a test using technology called MHC peptide tetramer staining which definitively determines the presence of pathogen-specific memory T-cells. If they are present, you have your answer. If they're not present, you have your answer. Getting the answer to question number one is a little bit trickier. Let me share with you again question number one. If I was infected with SARS-CoV-2 and later got vaccinated, do I still have functional memory T-cells? And here's how that testing would work. You enroll research participants who were found to be positive for SARS-CoV-2 and then later got vaccinated. For the purpose of this test, you then have to make sure that they have not had anything like a booster or any other form of injection concerning the vaccine for at least eight months. The reason for that, of course, is by month eight, there's virtually no protection provided from the vaccine. You then introduce the SARS-CoV-2 virus, and you monitor their immunogenic response. If there is a robust immunogenic response in less than 24 hours, you know that person has existing and functional memory T cells. However, if their immunogenic response is longer, takes longer to develop than 24 hours, then you know they do not have memory T cells or they don't have functional memory T cells. Obviously, these questions are important to the people who are asking them, but what is the potential broader societal implications? If you've watched my previous presentations, you know that memory T-cells are what provides human beings with that durable protection we've heard so much about over the last several months. The protection provided by memory T-cells lasts at a minimum of years and almost always decades. If it is found that the vaccines are preventing the establishment of memory T-cells in post-vaccinated infection by the wild virus, then those people will never have durable immunity against SARS-CoV-2. In other words, they will be subject to repeat infections, they will be subject to COVID-19, or they can get ongoing injections every few months for God knows how long. If the vaccines are disabling memory T-cells that were acquired in a pre-vaccination infection, those people are also deprived of the long-term, the durable protection that would ordinarily take place absent the vaccines. And like the former group, then their protection would rely on getting additional shots every few months for however long. In either case, the people would be susceptible to infection if they did not choose to have those continued ongoing injections. And of course, if they become infected, then they can infect others which again has long-term implications for where SARS-CoV-2 is going in our communities. I'm well aware the people who blindly believe whatever the establishment says will scoff at these questions. And to those people, I say, whatever happened to follow the science? The fact that the SARS-CoV-2 vaccines do not activate production of memory T-cells is an inarguable fact. And once a person understands this, again, I encourage you to go down and click the link in the notes and watch for yourself. But once a person understands this, then the two questions we've addressed today become eminently reasonable. And the only way then to follow the science is to conduct the tests we've talked about today, which the establishment adamantly refuses to do, which should raise the concerns and suspicions of just about anyone who understands how government operates. 
If you find this kind of straightforward factual presentation to be interesting and intriguing, then you will absolutely love my books, Body Science and Income Tax Shattering the Myths. They could not make a better, more profound Christmas gift, and I'm running a special right now for the Christmas season. So if you go to drreality.news and you purchase both Body Science and Income Tax Shattering the Myths together, I'll put the link to that specific item down in the notes, I will inscribe and autograph each copy for you. And when I say these are, these will make great Christmas gifts, that's just not, not me as the author saying that. When you go to drreality.news, read the reviews, take a look at what people are saying. I don't believe body science has ever gotten anything less than a five-star review. That'd be five of five. And in the 11 years income tax shattering the miss has been out, I think the worst review I've ever seen was four out of five stars, and the probably 98% of the reviews are five-star. And that's not me talking, that's people who purchased it over the years, read it, and then wanted you to know it's a five-star product. Not only does this make fabulous Christmas gifts, but it also helps me to be here for you doing these kind of straightforward fact-based presentations. Thank you.